Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. Well, here we are. Good to see you. You know, what a difficult time to be present. <laughs> wow, but I'm so glad we have this, these gatherings and I'm so glad to see all of you here. Uh, wonderful to be with you again. I just wanna make a few quick um, announcements, and then we'll start with a sitting, a silent sitting. First, I'd like to welcome all the new people. If you're new, welcome. Um, just relax and find a comfortable position just to be here, to be open and allow yourself just to tune into yourself as much as you can. Um, I'd like to uh, thank the volunteers who without which I wouldn't be able to offer these gatherings. And we're always open to inviting new volunteers to come in and be part of our little team of supporters who help make these gatherings and the retreats online happen. So if you're interested, just email us and we'll get back to you. And there's a three-day retreat, online retreat. Many of you have been on that before, but if you haven't, they're really quite wonderful. Um, January 21st to 23rd. So you may want to make a note of it. I can say more about that later. But for now, just maybe keep a note in the back of your mind or on your calendar for that, or you can sign up if you like. People are already signing up. <sighs> okay. So I'd like to start with just a guided inner awareness process, practice, and feel free to allow that to guide you, or if not, feel free to use your own way of tuning in or being present. You might wanna start just with some nice breaths to help center yourself. And use your own inner voice to guide you to just be here right now. I find it's very helpful to have an inner voice that guides me back to the present moment. Just a gentle, kind, supportive, voice. Allow yourself to be here, however it is right now. Whatever's going on in your life. 
See if you can let all of that, all of the circumstances, all the challenges, all the concerns, whatever they are, whatever it is, just let that be in the background of your field of attention right now. You can let the thoughts come and go, but just don't get involved in them. Keep bringing yourself back just here to being relaxing, settling, opening. Noticing the natural movement of breath, however that is, wherever that is. Redirect your attention out of thinking, gently and easily, as often as you need to, into breathing and sensing. Allow your body to be fully present here, alive and vibrant. Bring attention into your body. Where you put attention, energy automatically goes there. Let go of doing, let go of trying. Let the natural transformative process of consciousness move in the way it needs to move. And just let go, relax, and be present. It's completely natural to get distracted, sidetracked. Don't worry about that. When you notice you've been tripping out somewhere, just bring yourself back. Take a lighthearted approach. 
to being with yourself. An easy, gentle approach. And start anew right now if you need to. Even if you're really distracted, no problem. Just your mind unwinding, your body unwinding, your emotions unwinding. Let that natural unwinding happen in its way. But just give it the gentle space of attention like fog enveloping a landscape, just this immersive presence of attention. Mm. Boy, it's really good to be with you and really good to feel all of you and tune in with all of you, really. Mm. Be aware of the one who wants to know. You know that one I'm talking about? Um, The one who wants the answers. The one who wants to stay in control. The one who wants things to change. This is just your relative, conditioned, survival, so-called egoic self. Just be aware of it. Be aware of her. Be aware of him. Be aware of them. What does that need? from you, from your true nature, from your true awareness, I'll tell you, just acceptance. Not acceptance in that you're resigned to being caught in your conditioned reactivity, no. No, just that our conditioned self is basically a robot (laughs) that's been programmed, flesh and bones, but still a robot. (laughs) 
it does things over and over and over again because it's been programmed to do that. And you wonder why it doesn't change. But this is where we practice. We bring attention to the recurring arisings of reactivity of our trauma wanting to work itself out and being healed. To getting our needs met, that's fine. But here, in this environment, this truly, if you will, sacred space of your vast being, This is where you're learning something very, very different. There's a word for it that I'm going to give you that is truly misunderstood. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit before we go into our dialogue. And that word is surrender. That is not a that does not have positive connotations to the one who wants answers, the one who wants things to change and get better. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the true transformative process that being here is actually facilitating and helping in you to happen which is where you will truly find your way because you'll be following the authentic guidance of your unique unfoldment and evolution rather than following some idea that you've projected onto reality from however you got that idea. Is that too many words at the same time? <laughs> I'm trying to slow it down so I don't give you too many words. Surrender, what is true surrender? That's what I wanna talk about today, true surrender. I'll give you some hints. True surrender is enlivening. It's energizing, it's empowering, not depleting, not depleting at all, the opposite. Why? Because you're letting go of being who you think you are. That's what freedom is in little bits of awareness as awareness slowly over time becomes more embodied in your tissue, in your mind, in your body, in your heart, in your conditioned robot. That's the purpose of our life from awakening on. Awakening, which can be a big, big experience or a tiny little nothing glimpse, doesn't matter, it's the same. Honestly, it's the same. <laughs> There's, as I have said, and will continue to remind you if you didn't remember or hear before, awakening simply is the awareness of awareness, the awareness of our so-called true nature the glimpse, the taste, that which motivated you to be here. 
one way or another for all of us, me and you and all of us. But we have these beliefs, I had them, that somehow awakening or enlightenment was, you know, Shangri-La, it was the end of the road, it was cornucopia of everything you wanted in every way, perfect. That's a, that's a good marketing position that gets lots of followers. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm offering the truth at a very reasonable price, <laughs> very conveniently available, they tell me. Um, okay. So surrendering simply means the slow process of learning to let that which is truly healing us, truly transforming us, truly enlightening us to happen. Practice is really learning how to be present with that which is happening. Practice isn't about getting enlightened. It's not about getting free of suffering. It's not about getting healed. Those are not in our abilities, honestly. They are truly the wisdom of the infinite nature of everything, of all life, of all existence on all realms. The unknowable. And yet, let's tell the truth. We are that. We have always been that. We will always be that. Yet, are we aware of it? Mostly not. No. When we start to get aware of it, what happens? We go, oh boy, I want more of this. This feels like I'm home. This feels like I'm at peace. This feels like I'm fulfilled, at least in this moment. Is that motivating? to our relative self, absolutely. It causes people to go live in caves for 12 years, to give up all kinds of relative titillations, to truly face what is so hard to face, which is what you're doing right now, yourself. Face yourself. What does that mean? Nothing other than be present and notice that your conditioned self is so complex, is so multi-leveled on so many levels and realms that it's impossible to understand it and know it. And yet, surrendering, which means letting go, allowing and being present, begins to sense and attune with this movement, this presence, this vastness. I recognized that when I was 16, I didn't know what it was, and it was starting to shift the whole room I was in, and I wasn't on stone or anything like that, I wasn't on drugs, and I thought, and I felt it. I was staring at the wall in my beanbag chair, and I knew I had to sit there. I don't know how I knew this, but Ann Armstrong, who was a wonderful psychic, who I met finally when I was 20, told me that I knew from past lives as being a monk. I didn't know if that was true or not. I didn't believe anything. 
I still don't believe it. I don't have any beliefs about that. Maybe that is true, whatever. In any case, nothing in this life was new to do that, but something new to do it. Let's put it that way. And I sat there and I knew I wasn't going to move until I discovered what the purpose of life was because I didn't want to keep going on. I had it. I can still feel that in me, deep, that angst, that 16-year-old angst, 1969, quite a year here. I wasn't going to move until I discovered it. And I said, if I have to die, I'm going to, I'm going to die. That's exactly how I felt. And then all of a sudden, at some point, oh yeah, my arm would itch, I wouldn't scratch it. I felt like moving, I didn't move, my mind would want to get distracted. I, how, I was doing intense meditation, I didn't even know what meditation was. <laughs> I, I didn't know to do this, something was doing it in me, something that knew. You have that in you. Honestly, every one of us does. It's your nature. And then all of a sudden, the wall started having this undulation or something like that, like a wave move, move, movement or something like that. And I thought, I was 16, right? I thought, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and I never have beliefs about it, of course, thankfully. <laughs> I didn't know anything. About it. And then, and then, and also it was radiating light. I thought, wow, and I felt it. I felt this movement and this light, I felt it. And so something in me said, this is, this, go, this, is, this is the right direction. Something in me knew, just go with this, just let this happen, and I did. Until it brought me to the precipice of the most terrifying terror I've ever had in my whole life, and I knew I was gonna die. And I was scared shitless. And I knew I couldn't stop it. And this voice came, stay with your breathing. What? <laughs> I didn't know what that was. And so I, that's, and, and I did, and that worked. And there was like an explosion and there was no more me or room or anything. It was the sun. It was like I had merged into the sun. I don't know how long that was that happened when, when awareness came back into the room. The whole room was imploding into me and exploding out of me in sync with my breath. And I felt like I was being ripped apart. And I immediately started crying intensely and shaking. My whole body was shaking. And I got up and got a blanket to cover myself. And I looked over at the clock. I'd been there three hours. And you know what I felt at that moment? I felt that if I died right now, my life was worth it. And I looked back at, at my whole life, which made no sense to me. Nothing made sense. Everything was chopped up. No, and everything had meaning and connection. And I didn't think about it, it just did. And there was a sense of trajectory into the future. 
that has guided me since and even to today. And this is what we're talking about, that which awakened then. But it's taken 52 years to get to where it is today with this traumatized <laughs> historical robot that has had all kinds of rugs pulled out from underneath him from birth and on and has been forced like you are, like all of us are to learn to pay attention. Because if we don't pay attention, it just is harder, actually, not easier. I was listening to an expert from Stanford University. She's a psychiatrist, I believe, who's an expert in um, brain chemistry and the pain pleasure principle. So she's an expert on addiction, which is very interesting. And she was saying that she was telling the interviewer, Terry Gross on Fresh Air, that basically, you know, Terry was saying, well, isn't it, you know, a lot more of a problem when somebody's like addicted to heroin than looking at their phone? She said, no, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same dynamic. And I thought, wow. Well, yeah, it's different in terms of you stop looking at your phone, you know you're not going to probably die of uh, what's it called uh, withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> you might, but it was so interesting. And she said, you know, the, the takeaway from that interview was so amazing. I want to give it to you. The ultimate result of hedonism is no joy. <laughs> so of course we want to medicate ourselves. Of course we want to distract ourselves. Of course we want to avoid our pain. It's natural to not want to feel it. And so we distract ourselves constantly. But what are we doing here? We said, okay, I hate this. I don't want to be here. I can't stand coming to satsang. I don't want to listen to John anymore. <laughs> I'm with you. 100%. But like you, I was forced to surrender. And sometimes surrendering is extremely difficult and painful, let's face it. So. Surrendering is the profound evolutionary learning process of allowing awareness to be foreground. Not just being with the guru and getting high on Shakti. That's cool. You know, that's like I used to jokingly call it mainlining Shakti. And I did that with my teachers. I couldn't wait to be, I didn't listen to anything they said. I couldn't care less what they were talking about. I just wanted to get high. <laughs> and I did, just like you do. And it's great. It's great to come here and tune in and get the presence. It's wonderful. And don't misunderstand that. Don't think it's, you know, the teacher or whoever, the guru zapping you. Yeah. That's sort of true. It's just that they have a pretty good resonant field and they can make a pretty good loud noise on their tuning fork and you really feel the vibration. Great. Does that free you, enlighten you, and make you happy? No. No, it does not. 
can it delude you into false beliefs and being disempowered for a long time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, forgive me. I know I can't help but trigger people. It's just hard not to do. <laughs> I know it hurts to hear the truth. I know it's painful. But honestly, you really are finding your way. In fact, let me put it more accurately. You are learning to let the way guide you and heal you and transform you. You are actually not finding your way. Honestly, as you go further along in this path, you become more and more what I would call, and Aja and I both agree, clueless. That not only do you not have the answers, you realize no one has the answers, no one ever did have the answers, and that's okay. Because freedom doesn't need answers. Your relative self gets all the answers it needs on whatever problems it needs to solve. That's just ordinary reality, functioning, planning, and all of it. That's just fine. People think, well, what if, if, my, if I lose my ego, how am I gonna function? That's a misunderstanding of what becoming free of identity is. By giving attention to awareness, Naturally, the identity that you are conditioned and addicted to, literally merged in, will begin to loosen its grip, naturally. And what will you feel? More spacious, more alive, more vibrant, more open, more spacious, all the good stuff. You're not making that happen. What's making that happen, John? I don't know. No one knows. And that's why my first teacher, my first enlightened, beautiful being teacher that I got to be close to, Jean Klein said to me, live in not knowing, being understanding. I love that. So poetically beautiful. And he was Czechoslovakian. So he had a really heavy, you know, Eastern European accent, which I loved. And we were, he was like my grandfather. We had this instant love for each other. So be aware. So I'm coming back to the beginning of the talk. Be of the where, be aware of the one who wants to know. Don't try to get rid of that. That's part of your relative nature that needs to solve problems. You're not going to get rid of that. You don't want to get rid of that. It's not the way it works. Just be aware of it. Be aware of the one who wants answers, who wants to be in control, who wants things to change and get better. That's fine to want those things. It's fine to want the answers. You have 100% permission to want that. Your job is just to be the space of awareness that can perceive all of it as it's shifting and moving and transforming.
And slowly over time, or rapidly for some people, the natural evolutionary process of being embodied with presence is happening and will continue to happen, and there's no end to it. There's no place called enlightenment that you're going to end up. <laughs> people who are free don't think about it. They don't have any identity that they're free. That's why so many of you who found me, the young people often around the world, have awakened and didn't know what happened to them, just like what happened to me. I didn't know what happened to me for four years. It's a natural process, just like a flower blooming. It's not, it doesn't happen because you meditated. It doesn't happen because you read the Bhagavad Gita or, you know, became a Taoist or a Zen monk. That's not how it happens. I mean, that may, it may happen in the context of those things. That's very possible. But it was happening anyway. It was going to happen anyway. What's important about my talk is, I think underlying all of it is really, what are you truly responsible for on the path of healing and transformation? We have a lot of ideas that we think we're responsible for a lot of things that we truly are not responsible for. And that's what I'm trying to help you become free of. Otherwise, you'll stay stuck in a loop, in a catch-22 of belief. And that's what we're here to help you see through, to see. And once you see it, really, pretty soon it will just go poof. <laughs> and when that happened for me, back when it ever did, I called my friend Kenneth, and I said, time to give away all my books. <laughs> my cartloads of books. And he came over and we loaded up God knows how many boxes. I'm sorry I gave away all of them, because some of them now I wish I had. <laughs> I didn't give away everyone, a lot of them. But I had, you know, walls of them. I'd read every one, digested every one. Well, thought I digested every one. But when that happened for me back when it did, uh, when I was a student of Jean, it was this being free of the knower, and it like literally felt weightless. I literally felt like I was floating. It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. I didn't make that happen. It had nothing to do with it. It just happened. Just like it's happening for you. It's just happening. Okay, I think I've said way too much. Haven't I? <laughs> Let's sit a little and we'll open up the dialogue. <laughs> Forgive me, I like to talk. I'm just going to give you one more little thing. And Trey, put this in the talk when we edit it, okay? <laughs> so what you really need is patience. That's what you need to work on.
patience. What you need to really work on is forgiveness. What you really need to work on is permission to be how you are. To allow yourself to be the human being that you are exactly where you are, not trying to be perfect, not trying to be enlightened, not trying to be better, but really these are the most important human things you can work on <clears throat> because you're not making it happen. You're not in control of how long this is going to take and what you're going to have to go through and God knows how it's going to unfold. That is not our job. We don't know that. We will never know that. And yet, by being patient, by learning to be patient, by being with your impatience, by being with your controlling nature, by being with the one who wants everything to be better or different, you'll begin to open yourself to asking for forgiveness because you realize you're, you can't, you're not in control and you can't force things to change. So I'm sorry, you say to your true self, your true connection, I'm sorry that I'm trying to make it happen. I'm sorry I'm so impatient. I'm sorry I'm so reactive. I'm sorry I'm so controlling. Please forgive me. And this you ask deeply within yourself, in your, in your unconscious mind, your true self. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And I honestly tell you, if you can get into that little practice sincerely and play with that and explore that and experiment with that, you'll understand a lot, a lot that your mind and all the reading and all the lectures will never give you because you'll learn it internally deeply. Not because someone said it like me. It's not about believing any of this. I just want to tell you, I have never been a believer. Well, maybe a little bit here and there, but that always backfires. <laughs> and I'm not a follower, really, and I know you're not either. So trust the deep wisdom that you are, and you are doing that. That's why you're here. I know that's true already. But the human side of the work is very important, and don't let people fool you into believing that you don't need to do that work. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Because as human beings, we're constantly learning to become more sensitive. We're constantly learning all the time. And learning is a human process that requires patience, acceptance, forgiveness, permission, compassion, certainly compassion, gratitude. Those are all very important practices of the integration of the heart with the mind and the body. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, let's sit for a minute and then I'm gonna start with um, Hanukkah.
Okay, Hanukkah, let's uh, let's start. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I can hear you, yeah. I um I I was uh yesterday I was with um a friend who died and um in some horrible circumstances and I visited the place where this person died which was like uh entering like the the bottom of the pit basically like I can't, I mean, there are details about the death, but I mean, just his house was like one big explosion and there. I mean, it was just horrific, the scene of it. And then I felt I'm this. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. It was a shock. And then so he died in this house alone, had been dead there for a few days or a week. And then they found him in the midst of just this waste of house that was, I mean, he. it was him. He couldn't handle life. But then that scared me just mm -hmm. really to to the bone. Mm -hmm. Just like mm -hmm. this was such a friend of mine. I mean, and I knew his patterns and I recognized a lot of it in myself. And then I saw my own bottom, you know, if mm -hmm. these, these patterns that I have too, they can lead to this, like mm -hmm. laying on a couch dead for a week. And then mm -hmm. with, you know, the whole house, a big mess and rats and mice everywhere, you know, just, just, I don't know. It was just horrific. And then, um, yeah. I'm sorry. That's it. Just stay right here. Stay right here. Just notice whatever is in there inside you right now that is holding back. That, that, that's it right there. That's it. Let it come. That's it, let it come. Stay with the feeling, the sensation, just be with that. Yeah, that's it. Notice the stopping of it, notice the holding back of it. Notice the resistance to it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Let it come. Just let it come. Good. Ah, nice breath. Good. It's 
too much. It's too much. Just let it come out. Let it wash through you. This just so don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're right here. You're right here. That's right. This is a teaching. This is a very painful, powerful, traumatic teaching. Yeah. And I That's, wanted to see it. I wanted to enter the house. No, I wanted to see the scene. I, I chose. Very, I chose. Very, very courageous. Very courageous. So let those images and let all of that be what you sit with. And you can, this is why the talk today is perfect for you. Perfect. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. Don't go down those rabbit holes too much of meaning. Yeah. That was his path. Not yours. We all have that in us. That's what I was talking about. I had it at 16. I was, I was ready to check out. I'd had enough. We've all had enough. We're all enduring. It sucks. <laughs> it's horrible at times. Devastating. Impossible. Right? That's right. But what have we got here, you and me, right now? We have connection. We have heart, love, the true meaning of life, which is each moment. When we're free, we're not in time and space anymore. There's no more past and future anymore. There isn't somewhere we're getting. <laughs> I feel this. I feel that the, this darkness that's in my belly, you know, just uh, became, you know, it's fine. It's, it just give it, give it your full attention and a gentle spaciousness so it can find its way and gestate. Don't identify it. Don't put a belief around it and cause a prison to form around it. That's what our beliefs do. That's what identity is. Identity is just a bunch of beliefs that turned into a construct called me. That's all me is. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm with you, hundred percent. It's like I'm in the belly of the beast, and I'm I'm fine. I'm sitting. Good. Just gently, just gently surrender now and be present. That's it. Beautiful. <clears throat> Welcome the beast. There. Welcome the dark side. If we resist it, it runs us. If we welcome it, it becomes imbued with light and is transmuted and empowering. That's what alchemy is. Yeah. That's right. You have to go to hell to find heaven. This is what this is. This is what the Buddha meant. When he said the first noble truth is life is suffering. That's what he was talking about. That's the way to freedom. 
This is the way, the beast, the darkness, the explosion, the rats, the horrific. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Good. So now this is um, just when this, this darkness can come, it, it just becomes much bigger than me and uh, it infuses me with a certain power. I don't know how to call it, but it infuses me with maybe that's just presence, but. Uh, yeah, don't, don't get caught in it. Yeah, and then what happens? It's calming. It's very there you calming. go. Let it move, exactly. We learned this is what this is why surrender is the right word because we the, literally we literally surrender. The, the, the weird thing is that this like blackness in my belly just now becomes just soothing somehow or okay so be soothed. That's just good. big. And I can feel. I know it's soothing me too. Let's be together. Let's be here for a minute. I can, I can say, I'm, yes. That's right, don't think about it. We do not understand this. Our minds are so limited, so profoundly limited. It's almost, well, it's funny actually. Good. Oh, see, now you're being understanding. Beautiful. It's just very empowering. That's the word, actually. That's exactly that's what right. I feel. Exactly that's right. That's what I feel. I feel it too. We're not separate. Good. <laughs> Thank you so much. So John. good to see you. Oh, what a, it was. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, for, Elsa. For being with this and with me. And thank you oh, so yeah. much, Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely. Take care. Mm. Okay, let's all come back and I will go to, oh, we'll sit for a couple minutes and then a few minutes we'll sit, I'll sit with Mike next. <clears throat> so just guide yourself back if you've gotten thrown. Gently guide yourself back and be gentle with yourself right now, especially if you got activated or triggered. Just be with what came up. Okay. With loving kindness and patience, tenderness. And just let yourself relax again and open. Let yourself be here with yourself. Just guide yourself gently to be here with yourself. Reassure yourself it's okay right now. You're okay right now. 
It's okay right now. Okay, Mike, can you hear me? Okay, how's my levels? Thanks, okay, yeah. Okay. There's a little delay in your sound with your mouth, but that's okay. Oh, um, yeah, it was good to, good to see you. Uh, I don't wanna give you too much report since we had our own private session. Um, the last few weeks I've been noticing the triggers, which I can't stop, I just can only watch them with awareness of how people, one person triggers me and I can just see the frustration arise and the nose behind it and another person and all her drama. And I just sit there as awareness and I just watch myself getting pulled in. I can only watch it and I'm like, okay. And, um, and then later I, the energy just slams me uh, pretty hard. And I know, I remember, I, I couldn't make it last week, but um, week before that you said, you know, when the energy gets bad, go surfing. I was wondering how did John learn to surf? Like ultimately, what did he learn? What was the techniques, but how did you learn to surf these things? The, this, for me, it's intensive energy that goes through the body. That's can almost be like you know, mm -hmm. hard, hard to function at times. Mm -hmm. So well, I think that's yeah. I I don't think what I went through and how that worked for me would necessarily be helpful for other people to hear about, because mm -hmm. I think each of us, given as our energy systems open up and our channels start opening up, it's pretty unique for each individual. There are certain practices and things that can help, certainly, and I'm going to mention what they are. And I did, let's just say, tremendous amounts of practice in those areas that involved, um, they were body-oriented practices that include movement practices and meditation practices and healing practices, therapeutic practices. They were all kinesthetically and body-based, most of them. So of mm -hmm. course I was a monk and I was meditating literally for many, many years, many, you know, all day, you know, many, many hours a day. And that was part of it. It was also all the yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong and all those kinds of things that I trained and practiced in for a long time that helped. I think probably the way I do the guided awareness at the beginning of the talk today is a good way to let that happen, to be aware, I, a good Qigong practice can really help this. I've seen this with various people who've had way too much energy in their system to learn how to bring attention to uh, the physical body in a way that helps the channels start to open up. Okay. A yeah, lot I of times when people have, when they have overwhelming energy, usually they've got blockages in various places. 
Yeah, okay. Um, so where you put attention in your sitting or in your movement work, if you're doing a Chai Chi practice, for instance, or you're doing a Qigong practice, a movement practice or a standing practice, you want to bring attention to where there's the where the energy is blocking or where the energy is firing off and stuff and that you bring attention there. It doesn't open it, but it be, but it helps that which does open it, open it over time. Those are just, okay. I mean, I don't know if that's helpful to you, but that's about the best I can do right now with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it probably, I think I, I mean, to do work. Yeah. I, I think that part of it is also what I was talking about earlier is, is allowing yourself to be overwhelmed by it. I've had that happen before. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I had somebody I was working with recently and I guy, I, encourage her to get certain kinds of body work and we looked for somebody for her and they we found them and it helped her a great deal so and i've had tremendous amounts of body work that's why i became a hands-on therapist myself for decades because i was trained in a lot of areas that i needed mm -hmm. so i got all kinds of hands-on therapy because my body was a total mess blocked in all kinds of ways and i needed all the help i could get most of us do actually mm -hmm. so you know I would explore various kinds of hands-on therapy, not just massage, but something that's maybe more, um, that, that involves uh, the practitioner being conscious, really deep, like, we, like we're working on here, deeply conscious of energy and also structure at the same time. So they're okay. not just doing, you know, they're not just working on your muscles and your ligaments and stuff like that, or your, or your, or your bones and structure, but they're also very aware of how your energy is playing through your whole body. If you could, where do you live? In Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay, well, you know, I would imagine there are people there that you could find. You'd have to, you know, again, it's not the it's not the method at all. It's the practitioner and your relationship with the practitioner that makes the difference. So I would I would look into that and maybe somebody who's tuned in. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll we'll look into that. Yeah, that would be helpful. Um, because <laughs> you you watch it coming, and I always take my stand as consciousness. And watch it go through. But a lot uh, of a lot of the blockages, Mike, are really very, very deeply embedded in traumatic memory. Mm -hmm. And so people often need to do psychotherapy or they need to do somatic therapy work or they need to do but they need to do ayahuasca or whatever they need to do to blow to blow up in their channels a little bit to help the process along. I invite people, I encourage people to explore whatever works for them. Nobody's you have to find your there's no there's no way. There's no, oh yeah, that's right. You missed the talk last time when I talked about that you can't follow somebody else. <laughs> I think yeah. I talked about that recently. Yeah, you can't follow somebody else. I was talking about peace program. She was this amazing woman who uh, walked for peace. Anyway, you could look her up, but yeah, you can't follow anybody else. You have to find, you have to follow your own guidance and explore and experiment. That's why I tell people try different things out. Mm -hmm you know, experiment and see what works, what doesn't work right now. It might work now, might not work later. It might not work now, might work later. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to keep, you have to keep exploring and finding your way at the same time, also developing consistency and discipline. It's all of it. It's a lot of things. Attitude is probably the most important thing. So you don't put yourself in a box. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit together for a minute. Okay. Yeah.
So I can I, keep your eyes closed, but I can feel you deeply tuned in. That's beautiful. Now just notice in your body where there's tension, where there's holding, where there's trying or resisting. Gently bring attention to those areas. You know, just one at a time, don't get overwhelm yourself. And just be the spacious awareness that perceives it without any thought or judgment or attempt to change anything. And notice your breathing at the same time. So you're aware of body, you're aware of contractions, you're aware of breath, and you're aware of presence. Don't think about it. I would encourage you to do that. That's the practice I would give you personally. And the rest, you can follow it or not, or explore or not. That might be enough, what I just gave you, honestly. That's actually the practice I pretty much do. Well, then it's working. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but, you know, but there may, but it doesn't mean you don't need a little help once in a while. If yeah. You're, if your if your pelvic floor is like a is like a you know like a steel tight block, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatever whatever part of your body is, you know, still very unconsciously holding trauma. Hey, there's yeah, no shame no shame in getting help. And sense the nose. I can't access the nose, but I know they're there. I can okay. just sense no. Um, you know, as long as you don't have an agenda about how it's supposed to happen, how soon it's supposed to happen, then patience is what you need. And mm -hmm. maybe some part of you go, yeah, well, maybe I'll try that for somebody. Maybe all of a sudden a friend of your calls, oh, I just saw this cranial sacral therapist that really did miracles for me, you know, wow. And you'll go, bingo, maybe I'll try that out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, all right. I'll. Or maybe um, you'll just be here at the retreat for three days and all of a sudden you'll be having the worst time of your life and all of a sudden it will all disappear and you'll feel amazing. I see well, that happen speaking, all the Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of which, I actually felt real sick one day, fell asleep and went straight into the void in a way I never had. It was just the damnedest thing. I could actually feel the entire character pull off and I was wow. just in the, the void, the nothingness for an hour and a half and I woke up and I knew it and I was like, oh, this is what happens when you die. Oh, all right. It just was like the, it was powerful um, <laughs> to go into the void that way. I, I never bothered going back. So I was listening to Adishanti. He said he was determined and I'm like, sort of like trying to go in through the outdoor. It won't. Who knows? I mean, determination, we're forced into it anyway. It doesn't matter. I mean, determination is for yeah. some of us what we need, but not everybody. Mm. <laughs> No. We all go, I think we all go kicking and screaming over the edge. I think that's pretty much the case, one way or another. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. My friend just got cancer, so she uh, won't be going. Some, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I was just happy to help her um, and still mm -hmm. am. Uh, she's quite elderly and I've helped her in her home and it's I think she'll meet it with a quiet dignity that I don't think most people do. How lucky so. for her that you'll be there with her. Yeah, I will be. So, and it will be it'll probably be pretty extraordinary for you too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, and I get her dog. 
I have another dog get adopted oh. to me. Oh, wow. Wonderful. <laughs> Can't have too many dogs, right? <laughs> no, I haven't had a dog in a while, so it'll be uh, interesting. I, I think of dogs as hearts with tongues. Mm. Mostly. Yeah, I think for me, with COVID, the only hard thing was I couldn't pedal the dogs when I go for my walks. Uh, right. Um, right. <laughs> to stay away from people, but before that, I'd always pet dogs. But right. Yeah, anyways. Well, listen, it's good to see you. Take good luck with this. We'll see how no. you're doing. Check in again. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mike. Take care. Yeah. Okay, we'll sit for a little bit and then I'm going to work with uh, Ratna, Ratner. I'm going to try to pronounce her name. Next. Just notice how it is right now. However that is for you. Just allow yourself to relax as best you can and be available for what's happening. Just letting any thoughts or reactions be in the background. Letting the foreground just be ease of being and breathing, resting and allowing. Okay, Ratna. Is that how to pronounce your name? I don't hear you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Hi. Hi. Yeah, that's my name. How are you? I'm well. I'm well, thank you. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a, a, a while since I have attended one of these. Yeah. So mm. nice to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Nice to see you. Um, when I first put my hand up, I didn't have a clear question as such, but it's um, it's coming through as um, as we're sitting that um, <clears throat> this sense of uh, like noticing, like you said at the beginning, notice the one that wants to know, yeah, that, uh, that um, there's a kind of, um,
trying to orient, trying to find some sense of orientation and and a um, and a trust in the inner guidance uh, because I think I've spent so many years in a way following teachings that were telling me not to trust my mind that now I don't know how to really trust when the inner guidance is coming through my mind using my mind to mm -hmm. talk mm -hmm. and um, I dismiss it too quickly because uh, Mm. And I find mm. that challenging because, in a way, painful because I can't quite let myself receive my my own wisdom. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I can. Uh, it comes through very clearly and easily with others. It seems. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Well, this this I understand what you're saying. I think it's a gradual. It, it's it when someone says my intuition knows something that's not that's ego because intuition never has an identity of being a knower ever there's never a grip on it there's never it's never lands in the realm of belief ever true intuition can, can you say that again sorry <laughs> i'm not sure i can repeat those words but i can i can keep talking about it um, true intuition never has a knower. There's never an identity who says that that's intuitive, that knows something, because there's no identity in intuition. Intuition is the realm of the wisdom that you're talking about. And it is very hard to distinguish that when it comes through. It can be, but eventually it won't be. It will be clear. So you, so I, what comes to mind is a is a very famous Zen teaching, life is one continuous mistake. Because <laughs> if it wasn't that way, how would we find our way? So it's okay to think, oh, with that intuition and follow it and then find out, no, it wasn't. So by trial and error, we begin to become more sensitive to the deeper guidance of that evolutionary wisdom of unfoldment in our life and each step forward because each and every one of us is is being literally guided in that we think we're making our life happen we are not not at all that's the amazing part and it's all interconnected and you begin to see this more and more as you get further along that's what uh and yet it's not knowable and sometimes it's you are really in a place where you really are in a human level, frustrated or confused, even or 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 um, um, even helpless at times, but I think that this is, but that we are we are forced to surrender again, always, and um, you. This is what people want, but whenever there's the wanting of belief or wanting to know, that's always ego wanting security. Period. True wisdom and intuition has no need to. Is there's no knower. There's no holding in it. There's never any, like I know this is the no. That's not. That's ego. So, yeah, yeah. 
So, so within your work as you know in the teaching work that you're doing how do you come to a space within yourself where you feel like there's a kind of um um confidence in the authority of, of, what, of what you're yeah there's there's no one who's confident or has an authority about it at all i don't have any sense of that even though it may sound like that it's i'm i'm as clueless as you are and everyone else honestly and i and i am constantly pushing the envelope and learning and experimenting and and using my balance and falling down and getting up i mean i'm like everybody else yeah and yet there's a there's an impetus or a will that comes through to do the work to that, open, that that literally awakened in me at 16 and has been running my life the whole my whole life even though i was still a very you know troubled anxious 16 year old like most are who didn't it wasn't like all of a sudden i was happy and free that was not the case at all but i was drawn to practices of meditation immediately after that, I didn't even know what they were. And I was immediately drawn to them. I realized I had to do them. I was going to go crazy. There's all and this energy moving through me. Yeah. And that transition of um, working intensely with yourself for many years and then going into a space of offering that in a teaching. I, I didn't make this. People ask me to do it. I never put myself in this position. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't. It's weird for me. I mean, I'm getting used to it and I'm learning <clears throat> the challenges of being in a role that other people are projecting onto, but honestly, I don't have that. I don't have that identity at all. I don't know if that helps you at all, but I don't. In fact, if anything, I've been more most of the way I've been reticent about it and even wanting to quit a bunch of times. I think I got to stop. I, I don't think I'm doing the right thing. I don't know why I'm doing this. And, and and then I get all these letters of appreciation. Your chance, you know, my life's transformed. You say, you know, all of a sudden, oh, maybe I should continue. I never felt very good about myself, actually. Never thought I was particularly any good. That's why I didn't become a concert violinist. I didn't think I didn't have the chops. I was good, but I wasn't that good. <laughs> I think what helps people's more than anything, Radna, in my work over the years is that I've never hidden the fact that I'm a human being with with so-called faults and unconsciousness. I've never pretended to be other than that. And yet there is something that moves through me clearly that is not me, that is that is all of us, it's not me. And yet, so I think I'm helping people trust that it isn't out there. It isn't someone else's great gift that you don't have. That's not the, That's not true at all. So we learn to have appreciation for the gifts we do have for the for what we do have to offer in this life for what we are grateful for even if it's very little little you know and we are evolved slowly slowly and i think sounds like it's really happening with you too and your work in your way so maybe the question really is are you when do you get in your own way <laughs> that's really really want to be aware of and that's where you need to be honest with yourself. No one else can tell you that. Yeah, and it comes back to the beginning question of of that that um, how, when when I'm in my own way in my mind, or when I'm actually receiving mm -hmm. myself. This is this is why questioning is probably one of the most important practices there is, and attitude. Because if we can't question our beliefs, then we're in big trouble then we're already a prisoner. 
in our identity. And that's why often the spiritual identity is the most unconscious and the most dangerous and harmful because <laughs> it's righteous, you know. Truth is never righteous, never. That's ego. But I'm not saying ego doesn't play a part of our life. Of course it does. I mean, there've been enlightened warriors. You see, I it sort of also for me it comes through as a more kind of self-effacing, like, like a yeah, a doubt in the self rather rather than a righteousness. Yeah, well then that's okay. It's just the flip side, and I I had the same thing. I think that I had more of that too, and I think that that's important to just be with. There it is. I can feel it with you. Why don't you close your eyes for a minute? Yeah, that's there's grief in there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Beautiful. That's exactly it. That's exactly where this is exactly what you were looking for. And I feel the spaciousness expanding. Let it keep coming. Yeah. Maybe I should have included in my talk, they'll be aware of the one who doubts. <laughs> that's just, yeah, it's the flip side of the coin. <laughs> exactly. Because doubting is a kind of knowing, isn't it? I know I'm not good enough. <laughs> I know I, I can't, I know I don't measure up, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's human nature to compare. It's, it's horrible. Hmm, beautiful. So this is this is like, you know, welcoming the beast. This is like welcoming the doubter. You know, letting just really let. And you just did beautiful, beautiful work. You obviously, you're very deeply aligned in yourself. Beautifully, actually. Thank you. Oh, it's beautiful. And you know, it does help to be acknowledged. I mean, I've been acknowledged by all my teachers, and it was it it didn't really help me that much, honestly. It just sort of kept me from like killing myself and becoming a drug addict or something <laughs> or CEO of a fortune 500 company. One of those. <laughs> uh, uh, don't you feel the difference now? Let's sit together. Wow. See, you just allowed the, the one who's doubting and all of a sudden there's more brightness and connection here. The true path is one that's vulnerable. Always. We have to cultivate vulnerability and insecurity. That's the way of transformation because nothing transforms unless it's ready to break down and open up. 
And of course it's going to feel insecure because it's like, it's like the bud of the rose is profoundly insecure before the, before it breaks and the flower comes out, but then finally it goes, ah, and then all that wonderful fragrance comes out. <laughs> Listen carefully to the bud <laughs> before it breaks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll never be a rose. <laughs> yeah, gonna, feel like just, I'm just going to be a bud that's like this tight little thing. It doesn't open. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, that's for a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a belief, see? That's an identity. That's why you have to question it. That's why, you know, questioning, is it true? That's really great to do that. It's a perfect time to put in that question. Because the possibility that it's not true, what does that bring up? Vulnerability. Fear. Exactly. Fear is the way to freedom. <laughs> I knew that at 16, somehow. Uh, so um, I want to share what I have to offer, but I'm terrified of it at the same time. Oh. Okay. Well, you got to let that move first. You got to let the clearing happen first and then allow it to integrate and then let the spaciousness move your mouth or your body or whatever. That's when it happens. I don't, I don't sit down and write a talk before I come here. I come here as an open book, so to speak. Just an open field. That's all it is here, really. Usually, usually pretty loving. Sometimes irritating, but <laughs> good to be with you. Thank you so much. I need to get back to the whole group now, Rodna. But I'm really glad we got a chance to connect. And beautiful piece of work. Okay. Hopefully, we'll talk again. Thank you. More than welcome. Be interesting to see how this gestates. <clears throat> I was on a personal retreat recently. I hadn't been on one in a long time, and I had a, I had a, I went to my beloved island of Molokai, where I've been teaching for years, and I and I rented a house there, and and I went there for a week, and I didn't know what I was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen, and um, and I was always, and, and it was, it was powerful in a lot of ways <clears throat> and i but i also knew from being on endless retreats my a lot of my life was that i wasn't going to really know the value of being here on retreat like we are right now this is retreat or whether it's two hours or three days same thing that i didn't know how it was going to be till i got back into my life i thought oh i'm i can't wait to get back to my life to find out how things are going to be different and boy it was something I thought, wow, I got to keep going back there for my own retreat. And I will. <laughs> Throw yourself into the fire. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in New Zealand. Oh, that's right. We talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. One of the places that somehow is just saying, 
you need to come here and experience this because I am a great lover of extraordinary nature and I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Even though I know it's challenging to live there in a lot of ways, but I've had a bunch of students from there. You know, I just feel your beautiful presence. Don't worry. It's not you, it's not me. So do whatever you're going to do. Who you are is helping people, regardless of what you think. Okay? If you screw up, life will kick you in the ass. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Take good care. Thanks. Okay, you're welcome. So, okay, uh, let's come back to the whole group now. I'll have a sitting now. Each one of us is a unique, extraordinarily unknowable mystery of unfoldment. That's why I love being with you and I love interacting with each and every one of you because there is no uniformity that we're trying to achieve. That's not freedom. That's regimented fascism. Whether it's spiritual or whatever it is, it's not real. No, each one of us is meant to be a unique, creative, authentic, fulfilled human being. And we're all finding our way to that in all lot of little ways. As a friend of mine who's a violinist, and she's going to help me bring life back into my violin. In fact, tomorrow morning is our first lesson on Zoom. And uh, I've, I've had a fair of a hi long hiatus with my violin. See tears coming out right there. <laughs> um, and she had a great line recently. Um, you have to celebrate the little victories. Celebrate the little victories. I love that. That is so beautiful. What a beautiful, beautiful acknowledgement, you know, that you, she's one of the most light filled, alive people I've ever met in my whole life. And um, we've been friends for over 40 years, for about 40 years, I think. So you're learning this, all of you, every one of us, including me, every day. So open to the mystery of who you are. And allow that mysterious, impossible puzzle to start to open up and, and present the way to you. Whether you know it or not, you are being guided, even if you don't feel like you are, even if you feel lost, you are being guided. Even the guy yelling on the street down there that you can hear, maybe. <laughs> He's on a different path, but not a lot different. Okay, I'm going to turn my mic off and we'll sit a little bit. And uh, I'll come back at the end to say something.
Okay, so just let yourself gently come back. I put higher sound filters on just to help with sound right now. So I'm not gonna hit the bell. You won't hear it if I hit it. <laughs> and I have these wonderful uh, new headphones that are fun and they work actually great. Um, I just wanna thank all of you for your, for your being here and your courage and commitment to yourself and, and to all of us really, to really be present and to diligently be honest with yourself and bring yourself back to each moment. And I also wanna thank those that I worked with today. It was always uh, eye-opening and deeply heart-opening and profound discovery with each and every one of you. And I, I, I'm sorry I can't get to everybody. I have your names down, of course, and I'll try to follow up next week when we're here next Saturday, if you're here and still interested. Um, as I said, I think last time I gave instructions or one of the weeks where I gave instructions on really being with your question in case I'm not able to work with you so that that can really gestate in you. Really important. We'll talk more about that later. We're just about out of time. So I wanna wish you all really well. I hope you have a wonderful week and that things go very well for you. Um, all I can say is lots of love and happy trails. See you soon. Thank you so much. Bye for now.